0: I'm Kurt Hosworth at Public Radio 90 talking with a special guest today uh, about a new release called The Poetry of Places. Her name is Nadia Shpachenko. Good to have you on the line today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So many new music releases are about a style, an artist, or a particular composer. Your album, The Poetry of Places, seems to promote a kind of spatial awareness through the process of creating and listening to new music. As you say in your liner notes, why is it important for everyone to reach out for the essence of every space you visit in life? And how does this album help us reach that place in our own awareness?
1: Well, I'm very excited to combine different art forms. I've always been interested in many different art forms and finding this connection of art and and music and poetry and architecture and dance and film. So... For this project, I decided to commission composers to write pieces inspired by specific buildings that inspired them, and um, I have this great visual element in this project, so on my CD liner notes, uh, you can read about each piece, and you can see uh, very beautifully made photographs of each building that inspired the pieces, and... Um, I basically worked with composers very closely um and I asked the composers to find a building a uh, piece of architecture that inspired them or a place that inspired them and was meaningful to them and then they were free to write about that piece and choose the the, the most inspiring piece to them and then we discussed those compositions um and we worked on them closely for for a few years while I was touring the works, and then throughout the recording process. So this has been a very collaborative process of coming up with this concept and then this album.
0: Yeah, and that kind of answers my next question, too, because we go to all these different places with you in the performances on this album, going from California and New York to far-flung locales like a a neolithic era monument in ireland or the national assembly building of bangladesh and like you said the pictures in the in the liner notes uh in the album itself are very beautiful so you you must have an interest in architectural space already and like you said too the composers have a kind of common love of that too um could you speak maybe a little bit about that common love of space and architecture and how it relates to the music
1: uh definitely so When I was coming up with a concept for a new album, I connected with a few composers who I wanted to collaborate with on a new project. And those first two composers were Harold Meltzer and Louis Spratlin. And they were both very interested in architecture. In fact, they have studied architectural landmarks before, and they have written music, not for piano, but for other instrumentation um, that was based on architecture. And they were very eager to write piano pieces based on architecture. So Harold Meltzer actually wrote uh, many pieces, and one of them was a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize, and that That piece was uh, very unique, and it included an interesting instrumentation, including a mandolin. And um, he was always interested in writing a piece about the Frank Gehry IAC building in Manhattan. And um, composer Louis Spratland was very interested in work uh, of uh, architect Louis Kahn. He actually researched this architect, and he wrote an opera on his work. And he was very interested in the buildings, the National Assembly Buildings in Bangladesh, and wanted to set those buildings to music as well. And I was always very interested in architecture. I actually visited the residence of Frank Gehry, his Santa Monica home, uh, as one of the first trips I took when I moved to Los Angeles with my husband in 1997. So I have always wanted to connect different art forms. And I was very fascinated by the possible connection between architecture and music and by bringing forth... A whole body of works for piano based on architecture because there there aren't a lot of works uh, for piano that, that are based on buildings. So I wanted to explore this with composers who have explored this before and who haven't. Uh, Andrew Norman is also um, a composer who is very interested in architecture. In fact, I think he was going to be an architect, but then he decided to be a composer. But that was something that he was exploring, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he wrote a piece based on Frank Gehry's residence, uh, the very place that I visited um, more than 20 years ago. So it's kind of very interesting how everything came full circle and I was able to realize this passion of combining these two art forms and work with composers who were just as passionate about it with me and having those composers write music for my album and explore very different architectural landmarks.
0: Yeah, and we should say that uh, Frank's House is the piece that begins the album, and it does kind of start with a bang in a few different (laughs) ways. So it's a great way to get introduced to the space uh, on this album. And with that, uh your your album and the way that you work with others on it, um, you know, has some play and you you play with others. Uh on the cover you're at the piano alone, but you also play with a fellow pianist, uh, Joanne Pierce Martin and a couple of percussionists, Nick Terry and Corey Hills. Can you tell us a bit about working with uh, all of them on this album?
1: Uh that's right. They have been absolutely amazing to work with uh pianist John Pierce Martin actually is the pianist for Los Angeles Philharmonic and she was um one of the pianists who premiered this piece um all the solo pieces were written for this album but Frank's House the two ensemble pieces were actually written separately and they fit with the program perfectly so I included them on this album so Frank's House was commissioned by the Los Angeles Chimbo Orchestra and it was also written in 2015 which is when I started my project and it was just pure coincidence that we got such a perfect fit uh thematic fit uh, with this um, project. And so she was one of the pianists and Jeffrey Hikaheen was the other pianist who premiered this work. And then uh, Leiko gave me the rights to record the world premiere recording of this work. So I was just so fortunate. And to work with Joanne has been just an absolute dream. She's an incredible pianist. She's imaginative. She's hardworking. And she's uh, a perfectionist like me. I love working with people who are perfectionists because we get every detail worked out and we try it so many different ways and until it's just right and she had the same kind of collaborative spirit that I have and so we matched so well together and it was just pure joy to work with her on this piece and to to collaborate with her actually on two pieces I recorded with her the Andre Norman piece and also Nina Sian's Colocal And then the percussionists, Nick Terry and Corey Hills, are just wonderful percussionists. And they, I've collaborated with them before. And, um... They have been just, just great to collaborate with. And we worked with the composer, Andrew Norman, on the interpretation. We worked together and Nick Terry actually built the instruments uh, that are played because they're all handmade out of materials that Frank Gehry's house is made of. So it's just a very unique piece. And so they were very deeply involved, not just in the performance, but also in the making of the actual instruments too.
0: That's so cool. Well, that's, a again, kind of fitting with the theme of architecture, and um, you're all creating these sounds and creating these places together, so it's a really special opportunity to put this project together, it sounds. Um, So how about uh, some reactions to people who hear this music? Do you think that people get transported in their minds when they hear these pieces and put them in these different places, or do you think that uh, just the practice of projecting that intention through this sound gives a listener space for just a little while just to escape somewhere else?
1: Uh, I think both, for sure. I think uh, if people read the program notes and look at the pictures, it definitely helps them kind of see where each composer was coming from and connect to the inspiration, which is great to have such such visual and and such um, detailed materials, uh, both in terms of written um, history of the um of the inspiration of each work and then also being able to see each building in the program notes. But I also think that some people will just be transported hopefully to a place that's meaningful to them. So these pieces, they can, they can be standalone pieces and they could take people to places where they dream of going. And they can also be pieces that connect to the specific, uh, architectural landmarks. They they could definitely be both. And I think that these pieces are so unique and imaginative, and they're so different in terms of uh, the approach each composer took. Uh, The instrumentation is different. The style is different. Um, So I I think everybody can can get something out of this album that really speaks to them. There is such a variety of music here, and um, people with different tastes hopefully will find something that Really speaks to them and maybe helps them connect with a place or a space where they want to just escape um, for a little bit. So that's my goal, and and I, I notice that that really does happen when I go and perform concerts because I talk to the audiences beforehand. I talk to them about the pieces and I bring composers with me often, and they talk about the composition and the inspirations for each piece. And then I talk to people after, and um, very often people say, "Wow!" and I imagine this or that, and uh, and these are things that I. I never thought of, you know, when I was interpreting these works. So, everybody connects in their own unique way to this repertoire.
0: And a couple more quick questions. Uh, You performed in many places around the world, including Carnegie Hall and also with the L.A. Phil and a lot of great orchestras. Do you have a dream location that you'd like to perform someday?
1: A dream location? That's a good question. Um, Yeah, maybe at Lincoln Center. (laughs) There, that's a great space, you know, Alice Tully Hall. Some of those New York spaces that I haven't uh, performed uh, at yet. I think um, I, I really like performing in, in the smaller spaces as well, like the more intimate spaces, because I feel like you can really feel the audience, you can really hear their breathing, you can connect with them. And I like those small artsy venues, and of course I like the the gorgeous um, acoustic, acoustically magnificent large spaces as well. So I was very fortunate to perform in some. Some of those spaces, and I think uh, with this program especially, being able to perform in kind of historical spaces that that just are, that are older and have this great history of music and art that kind of lived there and was presented there, those are my most. Um, kind of dreamlike spaces to perform in and then to bring this program to because uh, every place that I perform this program in I try and sort of get inspired by the specific acoustic and the specific look and feeling of that space and then I try and kind of attune myself to that space and attune those pieces to that space and just kind of imagine something different and how that music translates into the specific space where I perform it each time, and I I alter my interpretation based on how I'm inspired by the The concert halls where I perform. And for example, when I recorded this album, I recorded it at Skywalker Sound, which is also a magical space. It's acoustically magnificent and it's just so inspiring. Everything that's around the studio, you know, the, the nature, the animals, you know, the cows and the chickens and the horses and, and just, just the, the hills and just the beautiful open spaces. Um, I just take all that in and, um, the, the space, of the building as well and have that translate into the music so it's been really a fun journey so far even
0: yeah that sounds like a wonderful opportunity to uh record in such a special place like that well before we wrap up our conversation i believe congratulations are in order as you've just recently won a grammy
1: thank you very much i'm so excited that this work uh, is getting such recognition i'm hoping that it will bring even more awareness and more interest to these new works
0: Absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, from the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards Best Classical Compendium. And again, we're speaking with Nadia Shpachenko and her newest album of world premieres called The Poetry of Places, and it's available now from Reference Recordings. Uh, anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with today, Nadia?
1: I just hope that... Um they explore works that connect different arts so if they're interested in this album I really encourage them to read the program notes to um, to see the buildings on my website I even have more information I have pictures of each building and I have quotes from composers and I have information about premieres and um, very detailed notes as well and also I have music videos so people can check out music videos and really see some of the buildings so for example the IAC building in Manhattan by Frank Gehry which inspired um um, the In Full Sail piece by Harold Meltzer is presented in a music video so they can actually see the building and I worked with composer composer um, closely, we filmed different aspects and different parts of the building that related to specific parts of the piece and we kind of put it together, um, so that's very interesting because then, then they can actually listen to the music and see uh, the visual inspiration at the same time There's also a music video of uh a... excerpt of the um, Give Me Your Songs piece by Hannah Lash that's inspired by the Aaron Copland house. So, <clears throat> so I was very fortunate to be able to visit the Copland house and film a little bit inside and outside so people can really get a very rare sneak peek into that historic landmark, um, his residence. And um, this piece was inspired as much as by the spirit of Aaron Copland as by the architecture of the building. So people can see a little bit into that uh, if they check out those videos.
0: So cool. Well, thank you for your efforts in not only uh, performing new music, but also promoting uh, multimedia awareness of all these wonderful places, too. And again, thank you for taking some of your time to let us into your brain space for a while, too.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: The Class Eclectic Connection is a production of Public Radio 90, WNMU-FM Marquette, a service of Northern Michigan University. You can listen online at wnmufm.org or subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host and producer, Kurt Hosworth. Thanks for listening.